Welcome to another edition of Motivational Sundays with Kevin and Friends. This show was originally created from one of the more than 300 and counting motivational quotes I created for the contents of my book and, uh, and the over four, 40 years of studying human behavior. Curious, I always wonder how one quote landed with someone else based on interpretation and perception we created this, sh this show. Wanted to find out that if these quotes were just words that just landed on a page or were there a conversation that needs to be had? We meet every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We throw out the quote and we see what happens. My name is Kevin McLemore. I am the host and I am joined with Otis Spencer, my co-host, Christopher and Gilda James, D.L. Denise Lopes, SAG President, Andrea Lyman, David Curtis, producer, writer, actor, oh, all these um, thespians here are surrounded with. And then our, our new guest, Harry Thomas. And he's bringing us the quote today. And I'm going to go ahead and forego um, the quote in leading in um, today to Mr. Otis Spencer. He is now the voice. I just want to remind you, this episode is RMK Productions and 10 United Network. Our mission is through the power of our stories. We want to uplift, inspire, and share experiences and perspectives and using the framework of teaching, learning, and modeling. Our purpose is very simple, hope, helping other people every day. And with that said, Mr. Otis, take it away. Tomorrow is not promised to anyone. Mr. Harry Thomas, bring us a quote. How does that quote land on you, sir? Well, uh, as my sister Gilda would uh, tell you, my mother was filled with quotes and she used quotes to guide us as we were growing up. Um, as I was putting together both of my books, Peace by the Sea and Finding Peace by the Sea, I felt that it was necessary um, to include that quote um, in both of um, in my first book. Now, um, as the quote says, um, Tomorrow isn't promised. So uh, what that means in essence is that you have to use, you know, um, you have to take today and use the day to um, the best of your ability. So um, growing up, um, used to hear people and friends say, well, let's wait until tomorrow. Let's do this tomorrow. And my mother would say, look, you can't wait till tomorrow to do things. Start things and do things today. So I felt that, um, you know, during the pandemic, I wanted to, you know, write a book, a self-care, a self-help book. And I felt that this particular quote was a very good quote to use. My, uh, Kevin, you're muted. You're muted. Uh, yeah, Harry. Uh, yes. Uh, I appreciate you bringing that quote. And um, uh, we love authors here. And uh, we've got a couple of people here. And you know, at the end of the show, you'll hear me nudge um, one one of our uh, co-hosts to get her book done. You know, I won't call Denise out. You know, but you know. almost done. I remember it's my second one, so uh, because she's going to call me out on, on on my book. I'm still working on that. Um, since since you're brand new, and we, I want to introduce um, our world to you. It's about ten thousand people that follow us. I mean, at least listen to the show. Um, tell us a little bit about your book real quick before we go on with the quote. Oh, sure. Um, during the pandemic, when we were going through uh, the issues of politics, pandemic and policing, I felt that, um, you know, we needed something uh, uplifting 
uh, book, you know, with quotes that uh, we could uh, grab onto and, you know, pick up. I wanted to put together something that, that was an easy read. So I chose, you know, different quotes from different folks, you know, highlighting, um, you know, things that could, you know, motivate the folks. You know, some people take my book and try to read it um, all at once, but that's not the nature of my book. I wanted uh, someone to get up in the morning, um, open up a page, find a quote that's inspirational as well as motivational and, um, you know, read that quote and use that quote to get through the day. How many quotes are in the book, if you don't mind me asking? Okay, so there's close to 100 quotes. All right. Uh, the, first, the first book called Peace by the Sea, uh, and the second book is called Finding Peace by the Sea. Uh, most people say, well, gee, if I go to the sea, I'll be inspired and motivated. Well, going, going to the sea is one way to you know, clear your mind and uh, find inspirational and to find inspirational, find inspiration and motivation. But uh, getting there is half the battle. Um, uh, sitting down, you know, enjoying the waves and um, getting, you know, finding peace within oneself, you know, is the second step in, in order to, you know, um, you know, get that peace from uh, peace from within. All right. Well, well, thank you for that share. And to our listeners, I let me apologize for getting off the script a little bit. Um, I wanted everyone to get a chance to know Harry Thomas. He he will be back uh, each week with us uh, and sharing quotes and his insights on things. Otis, if you don't mind, um, before we go to Gilda, um, quote of the day to give us the quote for our listeners. Tomorrow is not promised to anyone. Miss Gilda James, how does that land on you? How it lands on me is um, so love and appreciate the people who you are in your life, who who are in your life. That's 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 how it lands on me. You appreciate them because you never know what may happen the next day. All right, all right, and I appreciate that. And to make sure that I, I don't skip over anyone, Christopher James, I, I know you're sitting on Gilda's lap, and Gilda, oh. show me both hands to make sure that his lips are moving independently from yours. Oh. <laughs> uh, Christopher, hey, if, if you guys haven't noticed, for those of you that are watching uh, this show on um, RMK Productions and Network on YouTube, uh, we sent out a memo for everyone to wear blue. Um, you can tell the people who, who read the memo. I'm just joking. <laughs> or blue today uh christopher how's it land on you um i can give two reference points um the, the first one uh, goes along with um harry and gilda's um source of inspiration for that particular quote um back in the early 90s um i was transferred to florida uh after spending almost uh, 20 years in the uh, Groton, Connecticut area, um, right across the uh, river from um, Mary and Gilda's parents' home. Um, so this is um, early 90s. We're living in Florida, in uh, Pensacola, in fact. And um, Gil and Harry's mom made a, uh, a route trip to uh, Florida every couple of months or so. 
uh, at least once or twice a year, she'd be there. Um, she passed away uh, in the early 90s, and um, she was found in the home uh, by another one of her uh, children. And the amazing thing is she was packed and ready to go to Florida. In other words, she had projected herself into the next day that she would be in Florida. Um, she succumbed to uh, hypertension or high blood pressure. Uh, I guess it's probably one of the major killers of uh, people, especially people of color, it would seem. But um, she um, succumbed to hypertension. And when she was found, I believe there may have been an aneurysm. The bottom line was she was packed and ready to travel. She had already projected herself into the next day and was um, planning on being in Florida with uh, myself and our daughter. Um, so she pretty much lived the idea of today is never promised, or tomorrow is never promised. She was already planning herself into the next day. Uh, the second example, uh, is my my younger sister. Uh, she passed about three days ago, um, and in a hope to uh, get her out of what proved to be her deathbed, she hadn't been um, mobile in about a year and a half. She, in fact, she'd been hospitalized for about three years, and it was the hope of the family to give her, her encouragement, to give her motivation to leave. Um, the hospital to get up, you know, and, and rejoin life. We planned a family reunion in uh, Las Vegas. Again, trying to instill that tomorrow's never promised. Let's let's move in the direction of life. Um, we weren't successful in that. She um, she already given up. Uh, it was decided. Well, it was assumed by her children. And so and then she, she did, in fact, uh, succumb or pass about three, four days ago. But the whole idea that uh, we need to look past today, um, tomorrow is only a hope, only a wish, but if we purpose ourselves to that space at tomorrow, uh, we will not only... Um, enrich our lives, but it, it was the hope of the family that we would ensure uh, our health um, you know, for that life. Nonetheless, um, I, I, I use those two examples uh, to uh, move myself. And just that is what that quote means to me. Tomorrow never promised us to do all we can to get ourselves into tomorrow, project ourselves into tomorrow live for tomorrow, get out there. Don't let your current situation weigh you down or, or simply tamp you down when you can't move. Yes, and, and thank you, my condolences um, for, for your loss and our, our prayers are with you and your family. Much love to you. DL, Denise. Oh, this quote hits home. Uh, I'm a big believer to live in the moment be there like today, like you have to enjoy today. You have to enjoy whatever you're doing because um, tomorrow is not promised. Um, last year, I, I felt it really bad because my uncle uh, committed suicide. Um, 
and I, I didn't get to see him. And uh, sometimes, like, maybe I should have gone earlier, but I was living in the moment uh, with my life. Uh, he was back in Cabert, and it was like, you never know what tomorrow brings. You never know who's going to be here. Tell the people you with that you love them. Appreciate the ones that are there for you. Um, and I'm going to cry because if you see somebody today, you don't know if you're going to see them tomorrow. Um, so uh, appreciate the people in your life. Live in the moment and don't be afraid to try new things. Like live for that day because today we're not going to get today back. You're exactly right. Because after today, yesterday is history. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Dave Curtis, um, brother from another mother. God, you guys are all such good looking people. Whatever. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I was always told, you know, if you're the smartest person um, um, in the, in the room, you need to go to another room. Uh-huh. I, I am so glad I landed in, in this space because I'm with beautiful, highly intelligent and talented people. Um, I can, th- th- You can't skip a beat when you talk about the gifts that's, that's on this panel. Dave Curtis, uh, Otis, if you may. Sure. Tomorrow is not promised to anyone. Love you, brother. How, how's that land on you? I can't hear you. Can't hear you, David. That, that's okay. You know. First, I w- wanted to say uh, my condolences to you, uh, Chris, and Gilda, um, and yeah, my condolences. Uh, I'm sorry uh, that you lost someone close to you in, in your life, and I want to just give a shout out to uh andrea denise otis um and our new member harry and and thank you for having us again kevin um how that quote lands on me it it makes me think of the short script um that was written that that uh that we read for um uh, the daily reads for the film fest. And um, that's what it immediately brought me to about loss, experiencing loss and um, hope thinking that you have a tomorrow when, um, you know, I think of all the loss in my life and uh, that's, that's what it makes me think of. And, um, and it asks the, the question of, how do you move on? What do you need to do to move on? And that there are other people in your life, in your in your lives, that can offer comfort if you um, if you just uh, look. You know, there are people in our lives that that are always rooting for us in in times of um, of loss and. Um, that's that's what it makes me think of. That I'm I'm sorry I'm not making any sense, but it, I it caused me to go right there, um, and um, yeah, yeah. I probably have more to say, but I don't want to take up the whole time. That's okay, brother. Because I believe it or not, your eyes tell a story all, all, all itself. I know that there's another conversation going on behind those eyes, and so um, you're not taking up space. You're you're putting it out there the way it needs to be. Um, 
like I said, we create hope here, helping other people every day. And sometimes the the help that we need may be the help that we, we we're not asking for. So um, um, this, this quote for, for some um, is, is due to celebration. Sometimes this um, quote for others is due to um, for reflection. Um, and sometimes this quote, you know, makes you look at your own reflection. Andrea Lyman, SAG president, running again. Um, right. You know, you guys pulled off a great thing at the Roxbury Film Festival. I'm going to keep promoting this until it happens next year because you guys are doing wonderful things for Black creators in the entertainment world. Um, I know the writer's strike is still happening, but, you know, we do have to take the rings of our own success and create our own entertainment industry itself and quit relying on uh, a seat at a table that we're not even getting an invitation to. So with that said, I, I won't be didactic and, you know, get on my high horse. That's for another show. Maybe uh, when I invite Harry to come on and talk about his book, talking with Kevin and son on my other podcast, we'll, we'll hit that too. But Andrea, all right, look at you, queen. I wanted to say good morning and thank you, Kevin. Good morning to everyone and condolences to Gilda and Christopher and Harry because it's your family too. So um, that's said. And of course, David, wow. David's had a lot of losses. So I really feel for anyone that's going through that. Um, and by the way, the Roxbury International Film Festival has events all throughout the um, year. So they have something coming up in um, in August a screening. But um, that quote, it's funny because you say the Roxbury uh, Film Festival, and that's actually what spurred me into um, what I'm doing that has to do with this quote. And that is that uh, one of the filmmakers had made a film and he said, basically, he used his phone. and It was an excellent film um, on uh this couple, this woman that met Martin Luther King, and and then she, there was a photo with with she and her husband and Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott King, and then it just made him wonder, oh, who are these people? And then he um, found out and interviewed the woman and ended up making a film on a very very low budget. So he's all about just do it, and it got me thinking that I have a friend I talked about her before on this, that's 112 years old. She's a good friend of our families. And I um, wanted to make a, a film about her. And I, you know, ha have all these filmmaker friends and I reached out and people were like, yeah, yeah, so but it wasn't happening. And then I thought, well, you know what? How much am I gonna regret it if I do nothing? And it's not so much about the film as it is about recording the stories. And so, Last week we um, took lunch to her and and I just put up a camera and started um, letting her her talk and then we're gonna do that again today so it's like I'm gonna go every week and just you know like record on my iPhone like half an hour I have no idea how to do the next step and I'll get other people like David helped me like it was on my phone I don't know how to get it onto a computer and, and so David helped me with. Um, that part and it'd be bit by bit. And even if nothing else comes of it, there are so many people that love her. And just the first part asking about her childhood, I thought it was going to be, you know, a regular thing and came out with big surprises, which was that, and I'll just tell this one little story. 
uh, her parents died uh, when they were very young. And um, she and her sisters went to Boston uh, to live with somebody and another sister stayed home. And then eventually they all went back. But I'm thinking somebody's taking care of somebody older. And that was true in Boston. But the one that stayed, because she said she didn't want to go from West Virginia and she wanted to just stay there. I said, oh, okay. How how old was she? And she said, eight. And I said, eight? What did she do? Oh. She said she worked as a domestic and, you know, went to school. I, I thought it never dawned on me that you, you always hear of orphans like on the street, but it never dawned on me if you had a house, you could just live there and no one would you know, you have no adults taking care of you at eight. And then when she and her sisters moved back, I said, she said, and her older sisters, you know, took care of them. And I said, how old was the oldest sister? And she said, 12. Oh. Thinking, My goodness. You know, so then what I want to find out uh, today, what I'm going to ask about is teenage years, because if if the people taking care of you are are young and are teenagers themselves, then what happens with the rules? Like my mom came from a big family, but her parents are very strict. So like boys couldn't do this and all this kind of thing. What happens when there are no rules, really no adults making the rules? Who, how, how do you navigate teenage years? Cause we all were teenagers and we all, you know, had people pushing the boundaries cause we would have done things that we shouldn't had there not been somebody saying don't. And I wonder was there anyone saying don't? I mean, I, I'll find out today, but was there anyone saying don't? Or or did they just have a, an inner strength that said, no, that's wrong. I'm not going to do this. So it's just, but that is all from not waiting, not waiting for, um, I know professionals, I know people that could help, but not waiting for them and just going ahead. And yeah, it's, it's, it's messy. And yeah, it's, it's on an iPhone. But what we want is the stories. And that's and that's the way we begin, and that's the way we end um, with with the story. And how stories get told is someone starts telling the story, and that's the reason why tomorrow's not guaranteed. Um, tomorrow's not promised, and that's the reason why you got to seize the moment. And to have an eight year old and a twelve year old creating their own rules, it's just magical. And I'm so glad you're capturing that on camera. Can't wait to see that story and see what you do with today, because the moments do matter. All right. Thank you for that share, Ms. Andrea Lyman. Sure. And um, Otis, the voice, the new voice of Motivational Sundays. <laughs> Tell us the quote and how's that quote land on you? Good morning, everyone. Personally, I would say always be kind to someone mm. because I hate to see anyone tell a friend, a loved one, I hate you and have them not be there tomorrow. You'll regret it for the rest of your life. Always be kind, be loving, be thoughtful, be helpful. I appreciate that. And um, and, and I hope um, our, to our listeners that, you know, if you take a little bit away from uh, Motivational Sundays, you'll take today, you know, away and just re remember, you never know. You could be sitting by someone and never know what they're going through. And being kind to that person may be the difference between them making a decision that will propel their life forward or you're ignoring them and having them feel invisible and not exist in, in tomorrow because tomorrow is not promise is what you do today. So Denise, I hope I haven't forgotten anyone. All right. I guess I, I'm, I'm the last one. 
You're so, on point today. All right. So I'm going to speak directly um, to our, our listener, listeners. There's not one of us on this planet, to our listeners, that hasn't lost someone that we're very close to or someone we lost and we, we knew we should have called, but we were busy. We're always want to do, we're always going to do, or we're trying to find time to do something. Um, that's just life itself. You know, I was given when I was graduating from college a rock and written on the rock was today is yesterday's tomorrow. And of all the wonderful things I had gotten as gifts, whatever, could not understand why my professor that thought so much of me gave me a rock with this engraved. It took me years. And I remember one one morning while in Cleveland, Ohio, I was working for the Indians at that time. I looked up and I saw that rock and I've always wondered today is yesterday's tomorrow. And then it finally dawned on me. All right. Tomorrow is just one of our dreams. You know, just one of our dreams. We always say what we're going to do tomorrow. It's a dream. It, it's something that we we can think about it and can will in existence. But if we don't get a chance to live tomorrow, then we, we have to live with uh, the decisions that we make today. And you have to remember when you move forward in life, whatever happened on Monday and here it is Wednesday, it's part of our history. You can't go back and retake a word that you said. You can't go back and, you know, stop something that you did. Um, but you can live um, in this moment today. You know, we have all lost someone. You know, I will tell you that, you know, my heart is heavy and I'm trying to figure out a way to wrap my head around uh, a young man at 28 years old that lost his life, um, more so by choice. Has life just coming together, signed a $2.2 million record deal with Sony Records. And four weeks after signing that, um, I attended his funeral yesterday. And only because of um, success, and I always talk, tell people, you got to be prepared to be successful, you know, um, took two drugs and never woke up. And I'm so sad that our young people are finding opioids to, to be an escape. And we need to do something about it, especially, you know, our young people. I say this with a he heavy heart. And, and when you think about the quote today, understand this. The only thing that we all have equal, no matter where we are on this planet, is time. Mm -hmm. The same 60 seconds in France is the same 60 seconds in the hood in Cleveland. The same 60 seconds in, in uh, Hollywood and Vine is the same 60 seconds on uh, Park Avenue. And whatever street that you may live on, no matter what porch front you, you may sit on, there's a hundred, there's 86,400 seconds in a day, 186 hours in a week, 365 days a year. You may not be where you want to be and keep this in mind, but where you are right now is where you need to be. And whatever you do today, moments matter. And until you get to where you want to be, you need to be make the best of who you are, where you are at this present moment, because moments matter. You need to go ahead and nurture those those relationships. Never let a moment go by that you don't tell Otis, I love you. You don't tell Gilda and Christopher, I love you. You don't tell Harry, the brother of Gilda, I love you. Andrea, I am not worried about HR coming up, down and suing me because I said I love you, nor am I worried about losing my job if I tell Denise Lopes I love you. And nor do I, I question my masculinity if I put my hands around David, but I know he's got a heavy heart and tell him I love you. Moments do matter. 
So where you are today, remember, the reason why God gave you two, two feet is because motivation starts with the first step. Inspiration starts with the next step. And when you reach out your hand, that's where dreams come true. That's why he gave you two of them to confirm that it can happen. So with that said, to our listeners, we meet every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You are always welcome. If you like what you've heard, go to RMK Productions and Network and subscribe and follow. And I will tell you this. I'm not a big fan of people just following and liking whatever. I want people that um, have a call to action. So I invite you to go to our um, website at info at RMK Productions and RMK Productions ORG. Give us your information and join the show. We'll send you the link. We'll love to have you on here. Harry, I hope you come back. And for our listeners, um, think about what we just said. Positive experiences, whatever. We're not alone on this planet. All right. There's 246 million people in the United States and 8 billion on this planet. It's hard to be by yourself. Everything about life is chance and choice. And whatever you choose and whatever chance you take, the actions that follow, you have to live with that. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Um, we this show is not about me. Um, I always want to make sure that, you know, whatever um, my co-hosts are doing, we promote the living crap out of them, um, tell the story. So we're going to make this brief. Uh, I'm going to put the pressure back on Denise because um, August is <laughs> coming up. How's the book coming, Denise Lopes? Tell, uh, about, tell us about this book. Uh, this is my second book. I write poetry. Um, the first one was in English. So a lot of the cavemen are like, we don't read English. We need one in <laughs> Cavemen Creole. So that's what the one is. It's different poems, but it's in Cavemen Creole. Um, mm-hmm. So August 1st. And right now I'm in training um, in Orlando for JetBlue. So uh, I have a lot of homework. I have like a huge <laughs> list of homework to do. It's a lot. And uh, my class is 6.30 a.m. <laughs> to 3.10. And if you late one second, you send, they send you home. There you go. There's yeah, that. you have to be by 6.29, you have to be there at 6.30. So I, I get there at 6.20. <laughs> <laughs> it's been hard. It's a lot of homework. But it's preparing me because I'm going for my Ph.D. in September. So training my brain already for that. Because last time I was in school was in 2018. You got to get in the work. Congratulations and good luck. David Thank Curtis, um, man about town. Um, hopefully one one day I'm, I'm looking forward to, to writing that screenplay that we talked about. And also um, uh, we're going to produce the deal. What's going on with you, David Curtis? Unmute yourself. Um, now I'm, um, you know, since the strike, I'm basically... Uh, Preparing for my short uh, this October, uh, shooting my uh, short film um, and writing other things. That's that's what I'm doing for uh, for the whole um, however long we strike, you know, that's that's what I'm doing. All right. Harry T. Yes, sir. Um, g- give us an update of what you're doing, how we can get your books, what what's about, and you know, and thank you for bringing the quote. Um, tomorrow's not promised. Thanks to your mom, love her. You know, our condolences to the losses. Um, what are you up to? You got all this awards, but <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm starting to to feel kind of you know, a kind of way you know, having celebrities on this this panel. 
He's been in movies. Well, he's done commercials. He's writing yes. books. I'm yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, as my mother would say, uh, I don't mind is a playground for the devil. So uh, I got to keep busy. So behind me, um, I framed my first book, which is on top of my second book, my first book called Peace by the Sea, my second book called Finding Peace by the Sea. Both books are on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and a host of other places where you can find my book. Um, currently, I'm working on my third book, which is going to be um, based in uh, Jamaica. So um, um, I gave myself the task of uh, flying back and forth to Jamaica and working on that, grabbing my camera and taking pictures. So my third book's going to be based on uh, the Jamaican culture. So I'm really excited and um, happy to, you know, jump right into this, uh, the third book, once um, the snow falls here. All right. Otis Spencer, the, vo the voice of the, uh, Motivational Sundays with Kevin and friends. What's going on with you? You got to have something good. You, you've got Bastille Day behind you. That's right. And happy Bastille Day to all my friends in France. Uh, well, since we're on strike and I was very lucky to have three events come up at the Seaport Hotel, of which I'm the events uh, valet supervisor. So we did an event last night and I've got another two Saturdays coming up with some work. Helps pay the bills. All right. And you look good in blue. Thank uh, you. I'm going to segue over to uh, Chris and Gilda. I'm going to put Chris in harm's way because I'm letting him speak first. Gilda, show your hands to make sure Chris is making decisions on his own. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you guys look good in your blue. Um, give us an update. What are you up to? Any any new projects? Anything we can promote on the show? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, those two things are like contradictory. New things and things we can promote on the show. But uh, and, and by the way, uh, I, I am learning a new form of speech. It was at one time uh, my sailor speak wouldn't allow me to speak in church. So I'm learning to speak without. But uh, so that's, that's a whole different thing. Um, there are two things that I, I didn't want to bring up. Um, was it uh, this was it last summer? Yeah. Last summer, we took a trip to uh, California and were able to drive the Pacific Coast Highway. Mm -hmm. We uh, rented a Mustang convertible and with, without, and it shouldn't be any surprise, Harry came with us. Okay? Uh, <laughs> good but, times. Oh man, killer times, beautiful times. We were, I mean, like it was, it was magical the entire trip, yeah. especially the uh, trip through uh, Lake Isabella with the uh, tight curves. These two were just screaming their heads off. It was so much fun. I enjoyed it. Um, but uh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> but uh, Harry. Um, did mention that he was going to do a third book, and he uh, at the time we were doing uh, we we're looking at uh, uh, lighthouses on the on the west coast, and uh, here and I had spoke about coming back and doing a road trip and doing the entire Pacific Coast Highway mm -hmm. from uh, San Diego all the way up uh, into uh, I think it was Washington State. Harry was saying, but of course that would take a lot of logistics and a lot of uh, planning, and I'm glad he's uh, doing the um, uh, Jamaica trip 
yeah. just to kind of fill in. But we will one day do the um, east, the, the west coast uh, tour. But uh, I hope so. Yeah, oh, it's it's on, Harry. It's on us. It's got to get the logistics to work. But uh, we currently are planning a trip to Indiana. You yes. mentioned my, my, my sister passed, and that's where the um, services will be. Which I'm going to bring up one more trip that, again, Harry was with. <laughs> we just purchased an electric vehicle. A oh. Mercedes EQB, and mm -hmm. we had this crazy idea of driving our electric vehicle to Virginia. <laughs> you can see by Harry's expression that was a road trip from hell. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna try it again with a bit more sanity involved uh, on the Indiana trip. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was the road trip from hell. <laughs> yeah, Gilda, I don't know what. I don't want Denise to yell at me. I don't want to forget you. And Andrea, I know you're there. Uh, you want to add to that? Anything you're doing independent from Christopher? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so I have to just be patient because this road trip is coming up to Indiana. So I just have to be patient. <laughs> See what happens. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Andrea, um, you've got a lot going on. They're about to vote for uh, a new SAG president. I know you're running. Roxbury Film Festival is thriving. Um, you know, the creative um, group that you guys have, you guys are thriving. Can you give us an update as, as to what you guys are doing? Well, I guess my main focus right now would be on the strike because that, uh, and, and it's weird because people like relatives and stuff have been texting me and calling me, oh, the strike, the strike. And in some ways, um, the strike feels like it's been going on for a while because the writer's strike stopped a lot of the work in our area. So whereas I'm usually working tons, I wouldn't even be able to do this because this is using my busiest time. It already wasn't busy. Um, we had like two or three projects where we usually have like 10 or 15 around this time. So um, I haven't been working that much in in the films i mean if you were lucky like otis and got you know we're able to do all these projects i i um wasn't so i didn't work on the the two that were here but usually i i, I would have been so there's that and then on the positive side was like yesterday i played phyllis the wife of king pompey for negro election day that is something that a lot of people don't even know existed. And now they've made it officially um, a state holiday in Massachusetts. So in, um, what was it, 17, I actually, they gave me a little, um, uh, a, a wrist bracelet that gives you the information. So in 1741, there's Black King Pompey was the um, first elected king of, of Negro Election Day. So 1741, obviously, um, before the Revolutionary War and everything, some people were enslaved and some people were free that were Black, and they would hold um, elections, and that person would speak for the Black community. And um, then they had conventions and things like this. So this was in Salem, Massachusetts, and they had it every year, and they've been having for hundreds of years um, a celebration of it. 
And you know how they love to do the history thing that nobody ever hears about it. So if I hadn't been cast in that role, I never would have known it existed. And then so yesterday there was a parade and festivities and politicians came to, you know, pat themselves on the back that now it's a um a, a state holiday and and all of that. But it's 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 an amazing thing um that that that, that was happening and that we don't know about it and that it's not in our history books, but it's it's huge. So if you look up Negro Election Day, you'll find out about it. And when they had the conventions and stuff, it really got people together nationally. And then once uh, after the Civil War and everything, when 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 um, black folks were able to run for office in general, that kind of went away. And that happens a lot of times. Well, there'll be something that's all black because of segregation. And then when it goes away, it sort of dissipates and the communities don't get back together as strongly as they were um, before. So it was pretty fascinating. And to see all the people that are involved and the guy who plays King Pompey has been marching in the parade for, for years. And he's got a beautiful costume and everything. All right. If you get a chance to have any uh, video or anything about that, please share it with us. Um, we'll try to promote that because. Yeah, you can just Google Negro Election Day and, and you get all of this information. Salem United that that does all the stuff on that. All right. Well, I'm glad you um, brought that up. Um, and, and the reason why I said that. Go ahead. Did I miss someone? All right. I don't want to speak over anyone. Um, for, for me, um, got a lot going, going on. Uh, first of all. I'm going to say to my, not only to my listeners, but everyone on this panel, you all have a story to tell. All right. Everyone on in this panel, in order to leave, leave a legacy, if you can't leave one financially, leave your story behind. You need to write your own book. To my listeners, if you've got a book in you, write the book, because the only way your story is ever going to be told in your voice, if you leave something that says what, what you meant. meant. Uh, and with that said, I just recently released and interviewed um, John Provetti. He is one of seven authors that um, we have under RMK Productions and now publishing. Um, I decided because I had such a hard time with traditional publishers with my last book, Dating with the Full Deck, I created my own label because no one should be uh, in a situation where someone, because there's a formula in the literary world that you have to follow, will dictate this your own story. So I started my own label. So I now have a vehicle for um, authors that have books that want to be published. The other thing is I am coming up um, the week after next. I'm going to be interviewing Sid McNary. He is a running on the independent t- ticket. He's a friend of mine, happens to be black, um, that's running for president of the United States. My first question is, why in the hell do you want to do that? Why do you want to work for minimum wage and grow old in four years? We're going to find out what that's all about. He's a really good guy. His heart is in, in it. I know what the world's going to do to him, so I got to get the world ready for him, which is an, um, um, the t- subtitle of my book. The title is The World's Not Ready for You. It's a book that I'm working on. I'm illustrating. It was supposed to be done six months ago. Um, I did not know that I was going to put as much detail in illustrating the book. So not only am I putting my literary skills out there, um, the motivation behind my books, I lost my younger sister. At 42 years of age, she died of a heart attack. Um, And I used to always tell her, the world's not ready for you. I got to go out and get the world ready. And that became the title. First time I've ever written a book in um, an hour. Um, There's short stories of 
conversations we used to have. They're motivational, inspirational, but they make you think. The artwork that I've, I've drawn, I've shared with many of you guys. You guys have seen it. It doesn't tell a story, but I do study human nature. And I know in order to have a person remember the contents on the page, you got to provide an image that connects the, the words that you said. So hopefully you guys will enjoy that book. It is going to be one of those books that if you are a mentor, coach, going through a transition through life or whatever the case may be, this is that book when you graduate, you give as a gift. Um, when you move on and get promoted, you give as a gift. If you're feeling a certain kind of way, this is a book that says, you know, um, there's more to it than all the places we would go, which is a book that I read when I was learning how to re read again after my concussion by Dr. Seuss, which I enjoy. And I've probably given out over a thousand copies of that book. Now I will be giving away uh, my book and hopefully thousands of people would join with me in inspiring people. So with that story told, making a long story short, just remember this. You are everyone's welcome. We always meet here every Sunday. We'll send out the link 9 a.m. Uh, sharp. Um, I used to be a real stickler for time or whatever. I'm becoming a little bit more flexible as I grow older because none of my people are being paid. They come here and they volunteer. And I am so appreciative that you guys are here. Harry, I can't wait to have you come back. Well, next week we'll have another quote. Remember to my listeners, education is not designed to make you comfortable. It's designed to make you think. And as my grandfather always said, when you get to a place in life and you can help someone else, it is your duty to do so. Reach one, teach one. And with that said, we'll fade to black and we're out.